today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. With the uh, concerns that we've had about vaccines, especially over the last uh, seven to ten days, and by that I mean the announcements that uh, we're not getting the uh, dosages that we were expecting to get by this time of year, uh, our next guest's uh, pronouncements about what we should be doing I think are very timely. Dr. Alan Bernstein is president and CEO of CIFAR, that's the Canadian Institute for Advanced Research, and uh, the message uh, as I read the literature here is pretty simple. Canada needs to create its own domestic vaccine manufacturing as soon as possible. To explain, uh, we welcome Dr. Alan Bernstein to the Bill Kelly Show. Doctor, thank you so much for the time. Great to have you with us today. Great to be here, Bill. Uh, Fabulous suggestion as I was reading this over uh, on the weekend. Uh, And I guess the first question that came to mind is, why aren't we having this discussion and debate? I mean, we we got caught short last year, didn't we, when we realized that we didn't have any personal protective equipment and we had to rely on other people, and that didn't go well an awful lot of the time. Uh, Why aren't we looking looking at manufacturing vaccines? Well, I think the government uh, probably is actively looking into uh, that issue. Uh, the, the reality is that making vaccines is a lot more complicated than making sure. uh, these personal protective equipment. Uh, it's a, it's, they're all biologically based, uh, and so they, they are very sophisticated things, and they require uh, trials, clinical trials to be done beforehand, which can take six to nine months. So this is not going to be a quick overnight solution. I think we have to be prepared for that. But that means to me, at least, that the sooner we get started, the better. Well, yeah, and I, I got that message from you. Now, if if we were to go down this road, and I agree with you, I mean, I know that there is some development that's going on in a couple of labs in Canada, and that's that's heartening to understand. Uh, are we looking at, at, at our own particular version of this, or can we go to Pfizer and say, hey, can we build this stuff here, or Moderna, or whatever else? In other words, I assume those are patents. So do we have to forge our own way here? I think we can do both. Um, I think uh, there's no reason we can't be talking to the existing companies that have approved vaccines or about to have approved vaccines here in Canada and say, we'd like you to come here and make, make stuff here. Uh, but at the same time, uh, like I said, I think we also need to have our own domestic manufacturing capacity. Um, and we need it for a couple of reasons, actually. Uh, we need it um, because of the predicament we're in at the moment, which, you know, which is we need a domestic manufacturer. Uh, and I think it's also part of a kind of a life sciences industrial strategy. We have a very strong uh, health research community in the country. McMaster is famous for its health research, for example. Um, and we have a very strong uh, life sciences industry now, growing stronger uh, every week. Uh, but they don't have an outlet for making small batches of vaccines to test out. And neither do our, do our university-based researchers. So we need that. Um, and we need the place where, you know, companies can come in between pandemics, because we're not hopefully always going to have a pandemic, where they can make their own batches of vaccines uh, for, you know, our annual flu shots or me- polio or measles shots for our kids. So we need it for all those reasons here in Canada. What happened? I, I don't want to get too deep in the history here, doctor, but uh, I mean, we used to do that sort of thing, and not not to the degree, of course, that, that places like Pfizer and everything do now. But you know, there have been some incredible medical breakthroughs on this side of the border when it came to that sort of thing, uh, and we we seem to get out of the game. What 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 has occurred over the last couple of generations? I guess really. Yeah, well, that's a good question. So I think there was a lot of things going on at the same time. One was that the pharmaceutical industry worldwide was consolidating uh, because of cost-cutting, a competition from uh, sort of the biotechnology industry, the small 
sort of molecular biology-based industries. And so that consolidation meant that a lot of these companies, um, for example, here in Canada, were retracting and shutting down operations in countries of our size and, and consolidating around head office in bigger countries uh, like the U.S. or the U.K. or, or uh, uh, places in, in uh, Europe. Uh, and so that that resulted, we were part of that sort of collateral side effects. Um, and the governments, succeeding governments over the last, I don't know, 25 or 30 years, um, really didn't step in. It's not just this government, but it's been every government for the last, you know, 25 or 30 years, like I said, who have not recognized the importance of having a domestic manufacturer for vaccines uh, resident here in the country. Uh, understandably, because we haven't had a vaccine, like we've, a, a pandemic like we've had around COVID-19. But uh, I, I, I remember SARS. I remember covering that extensively, of course. And, and there was a lot of research and, and, and I, guess, uh, I guess, you know, some, some fifth quarter analysis that went on after that, too. And there was a, almost a playbook put on it, I guess, doctor. But, you know, we should be doing this. We should be doing this. And let's not get caught off guard again. Well, we got caught off guard again. Is it just because with the passage of time, we just figured, yeah, that was terrible. But come on, it's not going to happen again. It, it, it's a false sense of security, maybe? Yeah, exactly right. I think there was a memories are short, especially in politics, mm-hmm. um, a false sense of security. There's other priorities always popping up, of course. Uh, money's always in limited supply. Um, and so that's one reason I think it's really important to start a very public conversation now uh, uh, about the need for domestic manufacturing for vaccines so that um, this government, uh, in the middle of the pandemic, when we're most aware of the issues, uh, puts the money aside and the pro- the processes in place to start making committing to this uh, production in Canada uh, at a large scale. I'm not talking, you know, for 5,000 people. Uh, I'm talking for 38 million people and, and up because, of course, it's also part of an industrial strategy where we can export these vaccines elsewhere and create an industry out of it, right? So uh, we're really talking about a, a very large facility or facilities across the country that can churn out, I don't know, you know, I'm making up a number now, 100 million doses a year of vaccines for Canada, uh, for Canadians, and for the world. And, and um, no reason we can't be doing that. There are smaller countries that have committed to do it, so we should be doing it as well. But uh, memories are short. It's up to us to remind the government to do it. And there's a budget coming up next month, I presume, and so that would be an ideal time for Canada to commit to doing this. Well, you go back to 1990, I'm just picking a year off, off the top of my head here, uh, federal government were to announce a, an incredible amount of money that was going to be invested in, in you know, pandemic research and, and vaccines. Uh, you know darn well the, the critics would say, what are you wasting your money for? You know, come on, you're, you're not getting a bang for your buck there, and I, so they'd, they'd shrink away from that. Uh, here, Flash forward now to 2021, uh, you look pretty smart if you decide to invest in that sort of thing. This is the time if we're going to do it. Absolutely. Um, and so, and that's what I've been saying. This is the time to do it. So we're, we're not going to turn on a dime and be able to have the kind of production capacity we would like, you know, over the next few weeks. But, um, you know, the, with all the talk of variants that we're all hearing about now that have come up, uh, it's likely that we will need, even for COVID-19, 
uh, sort of updated and modernized vaccines for the next couple of years, even when the pandemic starts to wind down because there's variants appearing in the population. So we will need domestic production capacity for this virus and for for future ones. And I don't know when the next pandemic is, when the next virus is going to emerge. Nobody does, of course. But, you know, it's a pretty safe bet that we're going to have another pandemic. Uh, and it may be in five years, it may be in 10 years, it may be 100 years, but there will be another pandemic. And we should be, we, we need to be prepared for it, obviously. And uh, the time to prepare for it is not when it breaks out. That's already too late. So back in January, February, you know, a year ago, when we recognized that this was going to be a problem, and actually nobody nobody predicted it was going to be as big a problem as it turned out to be, um, that would have been, in hindsight, the time to start building. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's 2020, you know, hindsight. Well, and there were certain political elements that wanted to downplay it anyway for political reasons and so you know you're right that's that's water under the bridge there's not much we can do about that but we can do something going forward but i think your point is well taken that's one of the things that struck me as i was reading uh, the, the piece about your your ideas uh, the other day uh we'd be naive to think that okay i'm going to get my two shots uh, in my arm later today probably you know later in the summer rather maybe even in the fall whenever it's going to happen and bingo bango i'm good i'm clear that's that's it we can wipe COVID away it's not going away anytime soon uh because of the variances right. i mean it's it we don't know that yet i mean we may have to get annual booster shots and something like this i mean so you know this is this is not going to happen and just say okay you know that's going to be in the past right now whether or not there's going to be another pandemic we still have to deal i think with the uh, the effects of this one and the fact that you know everybody as you mentioned the enormity of this task right now is everybody in the world needs to get vaccinated and are we going to reach all those places the third world countries and places like that because i mean it can begin all over again if we don't well yeah you've, you've raised a really good point because because of the variants it's in our interest not only for you know moral reasons, but also for health and economic reasons, to make sure there's enough vaccines, not just for Canadians, but for example, the 1.5 or so billion people in Africa who can't afford to buy these vaccines. Because as these variants appear, uh, it's in all our interest to shrink the pool of virus in the world as quickly and as uh, as possible. Because uh, I think it's intuitively obvious, the larger the pool of virus that's around, the greater the chances that there will be more variants appearing. Um, and those variants spread. We know that, you know, we can close the borders, but we know that these viruses are going to spread. We, we, can't, we can't keep them out. Uh, and so uh, we need to vaccinate everybody, which means 8 billion people have to be vaccinated. Not, not little Canada, but 8 billion people. Um, and so as, the quicker we build these plants in Canada and indeed elsewhere, the quicker we'll be able to vaccinate everybody. So I don't see this as a, a one-off once we've dealt with COVID-19, this strain. We can wash our hands of it and say no more no more problems. Uh, it ain't going to be like that, unfortunately. And indeed, you know, we live with that now. We, we get an annual flu shot. Mm-hmm. And you, the way you can think about the flu, the influenza virus every year, is it's a variant. It's a variant of the flu, the flu virus we saw last year. So these are variants that were coming up all the time because every living thing mutates. That's nature of life. Um, and so we need to be prepared for it. And the way to be prepared for a virus is to have a vaccine production facility. 
And as I heard from uh, one of our many epidemiologists that we've talked to over the last little while, uh, the longer it's out there, the more chances it, of, of it developing one of those variances. I mean, they thrive on that. They're always changing. Uh, and if we give them a, a Petri dish, whether it's going to be a small nation in Africa or something, uh, that possibility is, is a real one. That's right. And so um, the, the faster the world can vaccinate the world, the better. And Canada... Uh, should play a role in helping to vaccinate the whole world. Uh, that's, you know, part of our, we're a rich industrialized nation, but we can't at the moment because we don't have that kind of production capacity. But once we have it, uh, like I said, the, 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 the this is not going to go away, you know, by next September. Uh, you know, it's going to, it may be like the flu where we need to get vaccinated every year because there's a new variant. Um, and we need to help vaccinate the whole world. And indeed, I would say we need to start vaccinating people in Africa by March or April of this year, because these variants, the, the pool of virus in Africa is getting bigger and bigger. And, and more, that means there'll be more and more variants popping up, which is not to our uh, advantage, because those variants are going to be what are called escape variants, some of them, which escape our vaccines which means we'll have to design new vaccines to deal with the new variants that are escaping the old vaccines. So it's we're in a race now with the virus, and we need to win that race. And we can win the race. You know, we're a lot smarter than that, than that virus. Uh, but the way to win that race is to get ahead of it. And the way to get ahead of it is to have the capacity, uh, both the factories but also the know-how, both the manufacturing capacity know-how and the scientific know-how, to make those new generation vaccines as fast as possible. Dr. Alan Bernstein, uh, doctor, thank you so much for this. Very thought-provoking. Here's hoping that uh, the government see the, uh, the the vision and what you're doing here, too. I'd like to stay in touch with you, though, and see just how this rolls out over the next little while. But thank you so much for this today. Thank you. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.